0: For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com.
1: Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started.
2: It's that time of year, everybody. You're probably looking for the most lightweight, packable and reliable mobile hunting gear on the market. If you are, look no further than Latitude Outdoors. Latitude aids in any hunter that is looking to get into saddle hunting or mobile hunting in general, or for the guy or gal that is already experienced. Latitude offers saddles, climbing methods, platforms, ropes, dump pouches, knee pads, and much more. Let Latitude steer you to unfamiliar places while being efficient and lightweight in the process. For more information, head on over to LatitudeOutdoors.com and save by using the code THEFALLPODCAST for 25% off your next purchase. New for 2023, Helix introduces its four-blade head, the FJ4. The FJ4 broadhead takes the standard single-bevel design blade that Helix is known for and adds two smaller bleeder blades that insert directly into the ferrule. Adding for an additional 15th, 16th cutting diameter from the original Helix broadhead consisting of the following sizes. 2 and 1 16th for 100 and 175 grain, 2 and an 8th for the 125 and 200 grain head, and 2 and a quarter for the 150 and 225. Improve blood trails and measure your recovery in seconds for the fall of 2023. Use the code FALLHX10 to save at HelixBroadheads.com. Happy Friday, everybody! Today is April fourteenth, two thousand and twenty-three, and today's a good episode. I got my buddy Zach Block back on. You know, uh, if you guys have listened to this podcast at all in recent history, Zach has come on a couple times, and uh, one of the funnier humans that I've you know ever been around, honestly. And and uh, he's starting to catch on with a lot of the listeners that are listening to this podcast because they just like to hear these uh the things he comes up with and the things that he says it's pretty pretty hilarious but uh today's episode is gonna be uh gonna be on some shed hunting um but it's not gonna be the whole thing we're gonna talk about some land management stuff and on some private ground you know i I like to try to do a good mix of you know public private ground stuff like that because you know the hunter's they're all walks of life and they do all things differently. And, and there's no right or wrong to it. It's just, you know, whatever works for you. And Zach's got something that works for him here in Michigan. And in my opinion, he's got some of the best, best hunting ground in, you know, in central Michigan area. So, um, I, he invited me over to do a, do a shed hunt and, uh, go through his, you know, some bedding areas and everything. And I told him, I was like, I dude, I'm not a shed hunter. Like, I like to go sometimes, but I just cannot find them. And uh, actually, ended up finding the deer that he uh, is—it was looking for. So I actually found that. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was a good time. We get into you know some land management side of things along with the shed hunting. Like I said, just because Zach, him and his brother, and, and their camp, they do a lot of stuff uh, with food plots and screening and and just making a good habitat experience for animals, but also you know, really good for them to be able to, uh, you know, get into blinds or get into stands and stuff like that and be able to get opportunities at these deer. It's very thought out, very methodical. And I thought it was, that, that's stuff I like to geek out on. Like when, when people have a really thought out process of how they do things, uh, that, that is, that is really cool to me. So, uh, I actually went to Zach's business. He owns his own business, uh, one morning and recorded this in the conference room. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how we did this. It's a shorter episode, but it's a good episode. And I know some people will take some, uh, take some stuff from this. So that's going to be today's episode. I'm going to keep this, uh, intro short and sweet, but, uh, hopefully you guys enjoy everything here in Michigan. We got great weather right now. It's going to be awesome this weekend. It looks like and Turkey season's coming. So, um, it should be good. So hopefully you guys enjoy this and thank you very much for all the downloads and all the support. Please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a written review as well, and also go to Spotify, do the same. And, uh, yeah, here's this interview with Zach. Alrighty. We are hot and we are in, we're on location today and I got Zach Black back with me for the third time. I mean, That's right. just repeat offender. <laughs> That's <here>. right. <laughs> no, we, uh, we got a whole bunch of sheds right down here on the table, as you can see. We're actually at Zach's company, Blocko, and uh, we're in the conference room, but him and I went shed hunting um, this last weekend, and I was, I was I didn't even think about him, like, I should do a podcast when we got done, but we were like, didn't have any time. We both got kids and families and everything, and. So let's just do it today. But I want to get into Shed hunting because this was one day for you and I and I'm I'm a terrible shed hunter. We're world's worst shed hunter. And uh actually did all right. That's <laughs> right. Actually did all right. You, you found the biggest the biggest shed and the most sheds. Yeah. Well no, I thought you did. I thought you found No, you four. found the match set. Okay, yeah. Well maybe
3: it was yeah, it was three uh, and three.
2: Yeah, oh, there we go. Yep. yep. But that this was only in like two hours. That's eh? right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I basically want to talk to you about today because and this is like everybody listen it's not like uh this is how you should shed hunt this is literally just like what zach does he he finds a lot of sheds every year um i i think a lot and 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 i think it's uh you know i've shed hunted my whole life every year i just do it just to walk around Mm -hmm. try to find them and um the thing is is like i think a lot of people myself including is like you forget that you have to have deer winter on you. Oh, for sure. That's rule number mm-hmm. one, right? Yep. Otherwise, you're not going to find any. Exactly. So I guess when did you guys start shed hunting your stuff and like really get proficient at it? Uh,
3: I mean, we've always kind of walked around. Right. Um, never really had a whole lot of luck uh, up until uh, I'd say the uh, last four or five years. Yeah. Um, gotten fairly, I mean, pick up uh, 20-some sheds a year.
2: Really? Mm -hmm. That's, that's so cool because, but the thing is, is after walking your property for the first time and you know, I've never been on it and seeing like the thermal cover you guys have is ridiculous. Oh, for sure. You know,
3: I mean, and there's, there's two pieces of property there that have intense thermal cover Yeah, and that's where we find all the sheds. Like I mentioned to you when we were out there, the farm, I've never found a shed on it. Yeah. Well, there's no thermal cover there.
2: How many acres is the farm? Yeah. Uh,
3: it's a hundred and, it's 120, but there's probably, uh, uh hundred and five of it's tillable.
2: Right. But there's a lot of ag on it. Like you For said, sure. there's a lot of tillable and you're never, you've never found one shed. No, I've it. never found a shed. And that goes, I'm going to, I'm going to transition a little bit, but that goes into the point you made about you never find them in food. No. Which is, uh, is kind of mind blowing to me. Very rarely. Yeah. And yeah. I've
3: got, uh you know, on all these pieces, I've got, uh, uh, two, three, four acre, uh, destination food pots. Yeah. that are, you know, heavy turnips. Uh, it's a you know a winter food. Right. Um, and I very rarely find them on it. <laughs>
2: you know and for everybody listening to Zach they do a really good job at food plots you guys are big food plotters uh you know you're you're putting in the right stuff for the right time of year for for stages you know what I mean you've got your clover you got your early season stuff you got your mid-season then you got your late season you got a hell of a late season stand and I actually what was it this one yep right there this is a match set that I found actually right literally like this this close to each other right side by side and uh it was in uh was that turnip plot it was a turnip plot yeah what? it was I the only one we found in in the food that day yeah I and know. i think
3: it was uh, uh 30 seconds after i got done telling you i don't find them on the food plot <laughs> <laughs> aaron looks down and there's a match set
2: right there <laughs> my first match set in michigan i found a match set out in illinois one year but uh yeah i mean this is gonna be a nice little buck there oh yeah you know did do you remember this deer at all i uh, don't yeah. uh no just a little little piss cutter here yeah that's right yeah but no it's uh it's, it's cool to, to be able to do this. Like, honestly, I was going out there. I was, you know, before I, I went out there that morning, I was jacked. Cause I'm like, man, this is, I love walking new pieces of property. I've never mm-hmm. seen. And, uh, you know, I've seen it from the road. You drive by it all the time, but I'm like, man, this is going to be fun to get into this. And I will say, and we'll get into the nitty gritty here, but I will say something that I mentioned to you with all the thermal cover you guys have, I think the biggest thing that separates you is you have a ton of edge within edge. Oh, like sure. you have so much edge mm-hmm. in there. Now explain that a little bit and how, cause you guys have went inside these pines and cut pines down and, and got some regen with, you know, opening the canopy and everything like that. like. What was your whole game plan of going in there and doing that? So the
3: the, the uncles planted all these trees uh, in the 90s, uh, these pine trees, and they planted a variety of pines, uh, uh, predominantly the two uh, uh, main pines, like red pines, Mm -hmm. and then um, uh, Norway spruce. Well, the Norway spruce are all doing great. The red pines are just wide open. Yep. Um, So we had a pretty good stand of uh, uh, these red pines where um, no underbrush, no nothing. Um, So the idea was, let's go in here, let's pull out pockets Um, get some sunlight to the ground uh create more edge but mainly just you know try to thicken it up a little bit if we can get some briars coming in this spot okay they can bet on this side they can bet on that side it kind of segments it a little bit so we tried to uh the first the first strip we did was you know pretty well through the middle um and try to do it a little bit every year also that was a terrible winter the year we did that so you'd be amazed how they ate those red pines?
2: I'm sure. Oh, just after you dro- dropped after them. we
3: dropped them. Um, so that was a uh, uh, another reasoning behind it. Uh, uh, just get a little bit more food to the ground for them um, during that uh, yeah. difficult winter.
2: Let's face it. We all have a camera that is laying around that's either broken or completely worthless. Thankfully right now, after a ton of great feedback from last year, Exodus is opening an upgrade program, cash for clunkers I like to call it. So how does this even work? In short, order any camera on ExodusOutdoorGear.com and use the code UPGRADE to save 25% on any Exodus Render, Render Bundle, Rival, or Rival Bundle. After placing your order, the Exodus team will send you a return label for your trade-in camera. After receiving the camera, they'll ship you your full order. If you're new to Exodus, I'll just say this. Five-year warranty, five-year theft and damage coverage, and best-in-class customer service. I've been using Exodus cameras for three years now, and they, to me, are the most reliable, dependable, and just downright flat-out work for me. They're workhorses. I know I'm going to put them out, and I know they're going to work be sure to take advantage of this unique saving opportunity to replace any old junky camera with the bulletproof and dependable exodus camera this upgrade program is only good for the remainder of april or while supplies last as always be sure to head over to their website and sign up for their email newsletter to stay up to date with all their announcements i've caught wind that they have some really exciting announcements coming down the pipeline so for more details on the campaign, head over to ExodusOutdoorGear.com slash pages slash Exodus dash upgrade dash program. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes for this upgrade. If you've been a listener of the podcast, you know that I'm a huge fan of Garmin products, none bigger than the A1 series bow sights. I've been shooting a Garmin bow sight since 2019. And in my opinion, hands down makes you better in the moment of truth. For the past two seasons, I've shot the A1i Pro, and my favorite feature of that sight is the confidence it gives you when I'm at full draw on a shooter buck and the moment just slows down. It helps the moment slow down, in my opinion. No more movements of grabbing your rangefinder and ranging once, twice, three times, and then moving your dial to the correct yardage. Or for the fixed pin hunters, trying to gap shoot. Just go to full draw, hit the range button, and make every shot count. If you want to learn more about Garmin Bow Sights, head over to Garmin.com. So when your uncle's planted the plots, they're obviously in rows, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they planted them in rows. So were you going in and just taking out like a complete row? Like, hey, let's just start with here and let's take out this whole row.
3: No, so we took out... uh, in the one spot we took out like two rows, but kind of in the the center there we took out probably uh, more like in an oval shape, probably four or five rows. Okay. Um, uh, and they definitely there's a the doe family group that I mean it's a heavy doe bedding rate right on that knob, and it's a high point too. Yep. Um, uh, which which seems to help. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: That's that's cool because, you know, and it's all like you can see my hands are all cut up from the briars oh, and yeah. everything. There's oh, yeah. so many briars, and that's why I asked you. I'm like. You know, taking this out and obviously bringing, letting the sun come through, was any like all the briars were probably waist high. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I asked you, I was like, "Were these here before?" And you're like, "Nope, this was yeah. just like desolate. No, mm-hmm. nothing on there." And it was crazy. I don't know if deer. I should probably know. Deer eat them, the briars. Like I don't know if they do. Them. If they don't, yeah,
3: it, it it hasn't seemed to grow. I mean, well, it's kind of stunted at that height.
2: Well, and I think if they even if they don't eat it, it's good side cover for sure. You know, for sure. So, you know, when you're shed hunting, though, to, to kind of go back to the shed hunting, what are you focusing it on? You know, I know it's like you shed hunt this piece of property your whole life. I mean, mm-hmm. for the last however yep. long, but like when you go into an area or something like that, let's say you've got leases in Illinois and you're going to go shed hunting those, what are you focusing on? The bedding. Really? The
3: bedding. See, and what, and what I find, it's a lot like morales. If I find one kind of in this vicinity last year, yeah, I'm going to find another one right there this really? year. Really? Uh, Typically, bucks always bed in the same spots, yeah. and I don't know if uh, uh, I find them in the bedding because they're you know shaking their head or uh, you know just they're spending more time in there. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I'm more apt to find them dropped there.
2: It's crazy to me that you find them that majority of the time. I'm like I would say like X, you know, with these and even ones that you found in the food in the past. Like, what's your ratio? You think like oh, I ten, nine not, to one yeah, or nine sure. or ten to one? I mean yeah, probably. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That, because you guys got great food plots and you even talk about how, you know, your cameras are still running out there and there's piles of deer in them mm-hmm. all the time. So it's like the deer spend the, you know, it could be eight hours at night Oh yeah, for or, sure. or longer. And then mm-hmm. it's like, they're in the, ah, it's just wild to me. Wild. But I, would you say that, um, you're a slower shed hunter? I guess is that like, are you trying to burn through stuff, or no. are you trying to like?
3: Uh-uh. I'm trying to grit it back and forth. Yeah. You know, because uh, they're easy to walk past, um, and it's amazing. You know, I might uh, uh, go into the same spot, you know, two times that winter, and I'll still find. Well, this one's a year old. Yeah. Uh, at least a year old, so I walk past that. you yeah. know, Several times. Now, granted, this is a little dink, but right. Um, you know, you still miss them.
2: And honestly, that being a year old, that's this was another thing i brought up is the squirrels and getting chewed on none of these are chewed on but that one's got a little old. bit yeah but that's not it.
3: much but i mean you're there's no hardwoods back there so there's yeah. not many squirrels yeah. i've always seen one porcupine in my life um
2: that's wild yeah yeah and like this thing this thing's just pristine here and this was in thermal cover heavy yep. thermal cover and honestly this blended in with the the fourth floor oh like, for sure I, I i can't believe i haven't seen it you know i mm-hmm. just stumbled on it but this is a deer we were in there looking for right yep, yep. I mean, McRib. this deer kind of tell a little bit about mcrib in in his life last so, year
3: <laughs> so uh 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 last year um uh heath shot a deer uh opening day of bow season then i shot a deer uh, uh second to last week of october while well, we were down in illinois um and my cousin, uh, put an arrow in that deer, um, uh, eight, 18, 20 yards away was yeah. the shot, uh, quartering away, um, and where he hit this deer, uh, you're talking, uh, you know, four or five inches behind the shoulder, kind of center of mass as far as height goes. I mean, this deer should have been pinwheeled, uh, got 10 inches penetration. And the only thing we can think is, you know, um, uh, the arrow deflected ran on the inside of the skin the deer was fine, um, uh, disappeared for maybe, uh, uh, two weeks and then he came back. Um, uh, didn't show, uh, any signs of injury other than the big old scar on his side. So, uh, what was nice is we had, uh, as middle of January. Um, I get pictures of this deer at uh, six in the morning, eating on the food plot and he's carrying both sides. Uh, so four 30 in the evening, he comes back out and he doesn't have any horns you but can see the scar. I can see the big old scar on his side um uh so we knew that he dropped so I was right back in there uh yeah four days later and we were looking and we looked and looked and looked but there was some snow on the ground and it's tough yeah. um I uh, never found him uh so that was one we were hoping to uh pick up for sure
2: well and he was at, basically if I remember it he was in between like two like flooded areas wasn't Correct. it where we found Correct. him. so the other one could be Right in th- the water. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We just got a whole bunch of rain the last couple of days and you 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 got some low ground in there, yeah. but
3: So he dropped he dropped on his either way to the bedding or way out of the bedding. I don't think he was bedding right there. I think right. he beds a
2: little further back in. But right. so that's another thing. Talk about the bedding it was a question. I asked you like you know, you ha this section of thermal cover you have, how big would you say that is? How many acres do you think?
3: Oh, um uh, fifteen maybe.
2: Okay. So it's it's not giant by any means but like my whole thing is like layering where's the buck's bed how Mm -hmm. deep do they actually go and then you come up on like a buck bed that was just for sure a buck bed and then there was another bed right on the other side of it but we think that was maybe like a wind specific just moves Mm -hmm. you know now that was probably off the destination food how far would you say that was
3: oh that's probably 220 yards something yeah like
2: that. so and it was that that's always like what gets me curious is how far is the doe's bed the does are usually mm-hmm. typically pretty close to the food so yep. they're probably halfway they're probably another hundred yards up from him um but like to find that i mean that's very well could be where this guy was betting oh, or for sure. another deer so he is almost tucked himself, if I remember right, he almost tucked himself up on like the wetland to the south, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not very mm-hmm. much farther, it was pretty wet, and it starts getting open. He was almost on that last layer of thermal cover, wouldn't you say? Correct, definitely. So, if you can picture this, and like the food is to the north, and then come through the thermal cover and all the way to the south end of the food or the thermal cover, that is where he was kind of, whether it was this deer or not. There were some buck beds in there. Um, do you see that a lot, or do you see some deer, you know, betting closer to the food, or do you see, do you, do you so, look at that barrier?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the first deer that I see typically are the does, but we have like that first that one uh, flooded area there. Um, we hinge cut the heck mm-hmm. out of that. and There's definitely a doe family group that lives in there. Um, uh, so there's almost two uh, popple swales that we have we have hinged, and then there's um, some um, maybe it's. 15, 20 rows of Norway spruce run, uh, uh, north, north and south. And there's definitely those family groups that bed in there. So those are the first ones to come out, you know, and then you'll have the little bucks come out. Um, so I think those little, bo- the smaller bucks are bedded, um, you know, just layered right behind them. And then the last ones to come out are always the, you know, more mature deer. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're definitely bedding further back.
2: Yeah. Um, do you ever look at that layering system and like does it ever go through your head when you're going to a stand or the wind and because all i mean you, you guys definitely have a system i mean it is you know hunt them on the food because mm-hmm. you know you cannot get into this Correct. this thermal at all yeah.
3: if i bump if i bump that doe family group trying to get you know uptight well they're gonna push back and they're gonna bump the more mature deer as they yeah. go further back
2: yeah you know in in previous podcasts that we've done zach has talked about hunting out of box blinds a lot and they do with the bow and everything and i see why they do now there's a couple of reasons but for scent for one but in cover but the other thing is like you don't have a lot of trees no. on that side of the plot that you can even get in. Know. you know what i mean <laughs> um it'd be very difficult to get in but the box blind thing you guys have definitely nailed that down um you know the way you guys have structured them and and the scent now Talk about the deer you killed this year, because I actually got to see the, you know, where it all went down and how that deer circled around you and went downwind and didn't care at all. Like, talk about that a little bit and how those box blinds really benefit you. Yeah, so
3: I watched, uh, so uh, I'm sitting in the blind. Of course, it's good early movement. Um, uh, I get alert on my phone. Uh, Yeah. the buck that I shot is working a scrape. Uh,
2: but you're already there. I'm already there. You're not I'm already like you there. didn't you didn't get a picture. I was like, I need to go hunt this deer. <laughs> correct, correct.
3: So he looked pretty good on the camera, and I've had pictures of him. So he kind of works through there. I watch him make a scrape. He comes out on the plot. I got my phone in my hand. I'm videotaping him. So I'm kind of videotaping him for uh, several minutes, and I'm like, shit, this deer's pretty nice. I better get my bow. So I uh, uh, put my phone down. At That point, he kind of. Uh,
2: um, How long did it take him to get out into the plot from the picture?
3: Oh, a uh, couple minutes. Okay. He stopped right along the edge, worked a couple scrape, and I yep. got a, I got a nice video of him working some scrapes in the uh, under these pine trees. So from the moment that I decided I was going to shoot him, um, while he was on the plot, he might have been on the plot for another 30 seconds, then he was gone. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, shit. Uh, so uh, uh, the doe's kind of stayed right there, um, and he worked off to the west, uh, kind of working northwest.
2: And, so kind of away from you.
3: Yeah, away from me. Yeah. But I kept thinking, he's going to come back out here, I'd assume. Um, so I'm just standing up. I'm panning. And I've got uh, – so the way that 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 blind sets up is I've got the thermal cover to the south. Um, then I've got my food plot. Um. And I've got uh, it's a Nebraska plot. To the west of that food plot is uh, corn that I had planted. So he kind of worked into that corn. And behind me to the north of me, so my blind is on the, the, the south edge of a stand of pines. Now, the stand of pines isn't um, near as thick. Mm-hmm. Um, so they typically don't bed in those pines. I just use that as my entrance and max So he uh, uh, ended up working back behind me. Um, Must have come right behind the blind. Uh, but I got a couple things working for me there. The wind was straight out of the south, so he okay. worked straight downwind to me uh, or went around uh, 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 to the north of me, which would have been down, downwind. Um, but I got a couple things working for me. I got a box blind, and my windows are closed up. Uh, I don't open my windows until I'm getting ready to shoot. Um, plus, I have all the pine scent,
4: mm-hmm. you know, uh,
3: for sure. Um, so I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching, and all of a sudden, he popped out to my left. You know, so he, he, I lost him to my right. He pops out to my left and he comes out on the plot. He's, uh, working a scrape, um, at, yeah, 45 ish yards. And he's giving me a nice quartering away shot, uh, at 45. Uh, but I still have these does out in front of me at 25 yards. So I'm figuring he's going to come that way, uh, which he ended up doing when I got a shot at 35, quartering away.
4: Yeah. Um,
3: you know, and, and typically that happens, you know, if, if you're looking at where the positioning of the other deer are. Um, a lot of times you can wait a little bit and get a mm-hmm. a, a l- little bit better shot.
2: Would that be something that you would say you've had to work on as like not forcing the issue? For sure. Yeah, for sure. That, that's it, same with me. It's like and it's
3: caught. Co- it's cost me on a few deer too. Really. Um, because I'm I'm definitely I'm far more selective than I used to be. Um, you know, um, uh, uh, back kind of growing up, if I got an opportunity, I was taking it, mm-hmm. whether that was at 45 yards or what. Um. Uh, and what I was finding is I was shooting at these deer at 45 yards and, you know, I was, I was losing some of them. Yep. Um, so I want, you know, uh, uh, a more predictable shot. Right. Uh, you know, and I, that's okay if he gets away.
2: Yeah. Um, would you say, uh, cause I have a theory on this. So like you and I hunt two totally vastly different pieces of ground. So you have control over just about everything in your ground as far as like or maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, but like the food, the cover, whether you want a hinge cut and everything, mm-hmm. I'm very limited in, in what I can do. So like you have control over a lot of aspects. So, you know, you letting that deer, you know, you could have shot that deer, you letting them walk around you and try to get a better opportunity or, and, or like other scenarios. If that deer doesn't step back out, are you like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, damn it. You know, cause to me. I'm still in that mindset of like, man, if the first opportunity I get, I got to take it because mm-hmm. he's probably not going to, he's not that predictable. Yep. You know what I mean?
3: It kind of, but not really. Yeah. Um, Cause I know there's a pretty good chance that I'll get another crack at him at some point. Yeah. Um, of course. I mean, you're always kind of a little disappointed in the moment that right. um, you decided, Hey, I'm going to shoot that. I'm going to take this deer and, and you know, it gets white, but yeah. um, you know, not. I'm not terribly upset because, again, you know, it's second week of October. It's just getting good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. You know.
1: Yeah. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more.
2: I get that. It's just, I think a lot of hunters and a lot of people we know too that are just like, you know, the bird in the hand. I got to get this opportunity. Yeah. You know, I for one one instance of deer in 2018, I he was uh, it was a morning hunt. I was on a field edge of beans, and I watched him come for. It was the deer I've been hunting for two years. I literally watched him come right at first light for like four or five hundred yards, all the way across this field, just <laughs> working. And I'm like, he's gonna come right to right to my lap and he gets to my last pocket and it was one of those drawback stop him and then there's like you know he does that like oh boy what was that and then I just you know rush the shot Mm -hmm. hit him high shoulder never found him he ended up living and I I go back to that like man like you know if I would have like just told myself to like slow down for one I would have probably been better but the other thing is like what if I would have let him go? Would I have mm-hmm. got another opportunity? It's mm-hmm. like you never know. Oh, for you sure. You really never for know. Sure. But it's like really hard for me to be like, yeah, I'll get another opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I just –
3: It's just different. I mean, every every property sets up
2: different. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Now, that food plot and that area that we shed hunted and found all these sheds and everything, would you say that's probably your top producing spot? It's getting to be that way. But it never was it before, It never
3: was. Right? Uh, Uh, you know, so this is, this property has been in our family forever. Um, and, uh, up until two years ago, uh, I shot a deer during the youth hunt with a gun when I was 15 on that, uh, 80 acres. Um, but up until, and I'm 34 now. So at the age of 33, um, I harvested, uh, another deer off of it, uh, last year. So the last, you know, two years, um, uh, uh, Heath and I have taken, uh, three bucks off of it. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, four bucks off of it. Um, uh, and up until, you know, the 16th, 17 years prior, we hadn't taken any, um, you know, and I think a couple of things have changed. Uh, we've been focusing on, you know, that first pop, that pop stand that we hinged that was six years ago. Uh, we took those stands of pines out five years ago. I've always planted a food plot there, but it was, uh, you know, to the, it's on the far East side of the property, um, to the West of that was shit grass that only got, uh, you know, a couple feet tall. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they could stand on that plot and, uh, see a long ways. Well, last year I went in in the spring and put about six acres of corn in, took that shit grass out, put the corn in and I've, you know, I've, I've created so much more cover for them. Uh, they definitely feel a lot more secure on there. It's made hunting it uh that much easier mm-hmm. uh because you know the the you created an edge yep um but it's an edge getting in and out um which works really well uh my entrance max exit has become so much better because of that corn um you know so there's several things that have played into it it's definitely becoming um uh one of our better pieces of yeah. property for sure
2: well and matt shot this buck there too yeah right correct. so i mean he wasn't far off i would say he was almost like in the transition staging area where he shot yeah. that buck to to the food well in, the, in
3: three years ago uh, matt shot uh, a really nice eight point out of that box blind mm-hmm. um that i harvested the deer out of this year um he almost came around and uh touched at the tips nice eight point uh high 20s eight yeah um yeah, real nice deer.
2: That's awesome. So now, with all the stuff that you guys have done, the food, the cover, taking the pines out and everything, what ha- would you say has been the biggest benefit to turn that around and make it more? I think. Better?
3: I mean, I think that planting that that corn or just any type of structure there that uh, created that barrier around the, the the food. It could be a grass that gets to five six feet tall. Um, uh, it just hiding our entrance and exit that much better. Yep. Um, uh, I put that box blind up in those pines three years ago. Um, you know, that has really helped. Uh,
2: uh, Were you trying to bow hunt it before right there? Or and I'm, I'm sorry, not bow hunt it, but like hunt it from a tree stand or anything? There was like a that? ladder
3: stand there, but the problem with it is you can't do a hang on because every move the tree shakes. Mm-hmm. And the pines just aren't big enough. Um, uh, but I don't know if you noticed that box blind that was on the ground, mm-hmm. kind of in the middle of the plot. Yep. That was where we hunted it. With our bows, um, uh, years previously, but it's a lot harder to get in and out of that. Really, um, definitely, okay. because as you f- as you go further east on that uh, north north stand of pines, the, the uh, you get into some bedding. Oh, um, okay. So I was spooking deer getting in and out, whereas now I'm kind of on the the very two edges, and I give up the middle. And there's a lot of times where um yeah deer we're trying to kill is smack dab in the middle and he doesn't come to those two edges um but having that corn it's another draw for them yeah um you know they want to go nibble on some corn uh so typically they do so
2: the corn because you could do switchgrass you could do miscanthus stuff Correct. or whatever are you doing the corn for the food aspect as well Yes. It's so dual purpose.
3: Yes. Ideally, the first year I did it, I wanted to. Uh, I was going to put corn in because I wanted some something instant. Um, I wanted to break up that sod layer of that chit grass. Um, so my idea was, okay, I can do corn here, um, but this also gives me the freedom to do whatever I want the year after, if I want to do a switch. You know, the problem with corn is you have an investment every single year. Yeah, a big and our investment. Corn, and our corn wasn't very good last year because yeah. I wasn't going to pay the, you know, pay the price for fertilizer.
2: Um, well, how much is a bag of oh corn? Oh my goodness! Ridiculous! Yeah. It
3: is, it is. Um, but it worked so well the year before. And what yeah. I was noticing is we were housing so many more bucks through the winter because of that that corn combination the year prior when that corn stand was really good. Um, you know, and the combination of the three acre turnip plot in the in the corn there that really uh, made a big difference.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I'm struggling to get away from the corn now because I know it works. Yeah. Um, but you could do switch and accomplish I think the same thing.
2: Right. Now do you want to like rotate it at all or are you just like let's go corn every yeah,
3: year? Yeah, let's go corn until it, <laughs> let's go corn until it it's working.
2: <laughs> We're not trying to get any cash off this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. But like it it took you some years to figure that out though. Everybody wants the uh the you know, instant ROI for sure. For but sure. it took you guys years to figure out. Okay, this is the formula. Now mm-hmm. we got to figure this out. But I would, I would venture to say, there's going to be years. It's going to change too. It's going to, be, and then oh, it's yeah. going to be like head scratching. Why? Mm-hmm. Why didn't they do the same thing they done in the last two years or yep. three years? In this year right here, I'll be interested to see because he's still living, obviously, to see if he lives on that piece of property the same way he has the last two years. Yeah. Now, the year before this. Do you remember him at all that year?
3: It's hard to say, right? Because uh, there that, was there was big, yeah. yeah, there was quite a few, you know, yeah. eight points that uh, uh, were coming. So yeah. it's hard to say. I mean, he was one of them, um, but I can't pinpoint exactly which one he was.
2: Right. Yeah, that'll be interesting to just see how he uses that. But so, what's uh, what's your food plot? What what do you what are you putting in that food plot? That so lo- it's
3: uh, Northwoods Whitetail. I love their sweet feast. Um. Yeah, the deer really respond well to it. Uh, uh, So two years ago, I actually planted beans in there, and then I uh, over-top dressed it with uh, the Sweet Feast, and that Mm -hmm. works well. Um, But you just get so much more tonnage off of the Sweet Feast, something that I wished I would have done last year um that i typically do i just didn't have time is i'll top dress like if it's just a turnip plot i'll top dress it with cereal grains um i'm kicking myself right now because there's no there's no green on that big plot Mm -hmm. um so something i am doing different uh uh, next year's uh so there's two box blinds on that plot the one on the east line um so it's the northeast corner of that plot uh isn't near as productive um there's really no reason for the deer to come all the way over there. They do, but uh, 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 it's not as enticing as I'm going to put a blocker. Um, uh, I get that blocker from Northwoods Whitetail. I love all their products. Um, and that's going to be a clover plot. So that'll be an early season clover. To the east? To the east. Okay. That other box finds all the way on the east. Okay. That'll be a, a secluded little clover plot. So there's a pine tree there. Um uh, I've got cameras hanging on it. There's actually like they literally scrape all the way around yep. this pine tree.
2: The one with the battery box on it. Correct. Yep, correct. Yep.
3: So I'm gonna bring my blocker right off of that. So that'll and be then, that. Okay. Got it. And you. then so that clover plot will be secluded in there. Um, but I, I need more green come spring.
2: Now, are you thinking clover? So you're gonna be green basically all year. Correct. That's what you're thinking. Correct. Okay. Now the, the there's a big ag field to your east. Mm-hmm. Now the years that is corn how is the deer movement off the plot to that corner? Oh, definitely, definitely picks up. Yeah. Um,
3: You know, and and a lot of it depends on what that crop is out in that field. Um, You know, uh, if they've got some beans, of course, it's a little wetter uh, over on that east side, over by that, you know, blind, if you would. Um, So a lot of times they get those beans in a little later. Yeah. So that first week, you know, you might have some green beans that they're coming by and that really plays into that that blind. Mm-hmm. Um but if I had clover there the first couple of weeks of both season would be really good uh, right there. Um you know, not so much late season, but that's all right.
2: Are you gonna frost seed to clover? Are you yeah. gonna that's what I'm <laughs> I got a big clover plot I'm gonna be frost seeding here soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want I want green again my that's my thing around all the egg that I hunt. Once crops off and tilled under, mm-hmm. there's nothing left. Yeah. You know and the deer gone. Well
3: and it's it's super easy if you plan ahead to Uh, typically how I'll do it is inside my sweet feast, I'll throw clover in there Mm -hmm. and then the clover, you know, takes right over.
2: Gotcha. I'm back again with some codes to help you save on some great outdoor products. If you're looking for a new bow, go try out the new RevX from Prime at g5prime.com. And if you're looking for a new custom string to go with the new bow or an existing bow, go to americasbestbowstrings.com and use the code THEFALL to save some money. Lastly, but certainly not least, I know you're probably looking for some arrows. So go to methodarchery.com, check out their custom arrows, use their arrow builder, build out your arrows and use the code fall10 to save on your next purchase. It is spring and I'm gonna be doing some turkey hunting in a Buck Bourbon Rackhouse 300 plus ground blind. They have the patented one way mesh window so the critters can't see you while you're doing your backstrap ballet just before you go to full draw. They also offer the saloon style spring door for added room while trying to enter and exit the blind. Everyone's done in a time or two. Your pack gets hung up on the top of the door or the zipper alerts a roosted gobbler in the tree above. No more of that. Buck Bourbon has made the door bigger and eliminated the zipper. So let Buck Bourbon help you in the aid of getting your next trophy. Check them out at buckbourbon.com and use the code TFP20 to save on your next purchase. Now, what are some things like for people listening to this you know what is that uh what are some steps you would say if some people are struggling to figure out the formula and that could be very basis or you know base situation dependent but like you know in the grand scheme of things, like what would you say are some good things to keep as a reminder to like figure out that formula through the years like
3: um, definitely get your entrance and exit. Um, if you're going to hunt food, you have to have an entrance and exit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have an entrance and exit, it's not, not going to work. Yep. Um, so if you can, if you can establish that, um, you can hunt it more frequently. Uh, the hard thing about food plots is you go out there, you see all kinds of deer. So you want to keep going back out there. Um, so if you don't have a good entrance and exit, it's just not going to work. Right. Um,
2: exit would probably be even bigger than Oh, entrance, for sure. It be? For sure. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm um you know figure out where figure out where those deer kind of want to be and then uh um uh figure out how you can uh elevate up a bind or uh uh, maybe it's a um a ground blind or maybe there's a tree stand there um uh find your spot and then put your design your food plot to that spot to that yep Um, i
2: got you that makes sense now also you're you're hunting on the fringe you personally sure. you guys are hunting the fringes would you even say you know would you start with like okay i got you know i know this is some pretty good thick bedding area and then kind of work like manipulate a food plotter or, or a food source around that as well. for sure yeah for sure kind definitely, of work establish, back definitely
3: establish where your bedding's at yeah um and you don't want to get too far away from your bedding yeah um because you want to You know, we want them to get in there, you know, in in time and then try to, you know, figure out, try to do something to, you know, some, some improvements to increase layering, you know, increase, uh, uh, Sturgis talks about depth all the time. Um, and I think that's important. Yeah. You know, create depth around your food plots.
2: That is, you nailed it right there because that is something I, I wish I could bring more people out to your property to see that because. The layering that you have, and it almost happened like you said in the previous podcast we did. You're like, oh, they, they didn't really have a plan. They just planned, you know. But now it almost like is really good. Absolutely, because it looks they, like they did. Yeah, it, I mean,
3: <laughs> they, they they very well. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit, but yeah, They maybe. did have a plan.
2: But I will tell you right now, there's, you can sit in the middle of this thermal cover, and you can look around and you can see 15 different hard edges that, mm-hmm. that are created and then you guys have manipulated a little bit with the hinge cutting and then taking out some pines and getting more stem count in there that yeah. it's but the edge 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 i know it's so like everybody says it but i'm like this was it hit me like a fart in the wind mm-hmm. you know what i mean it mm-hmm. was just like damn you it, got a lot and of edge.
3: some something else we try to do uh right wrong or indifferent when we go into a spot to hinge cut uh like that uh it was kind of wet over there but we kind of touched on it a little bit when we were back there um we did some hinging, but we left all kinds of trees uh, that were very hingeable. Let's see how this works. Let's see what they like about it. Let's see what they don't like about it. And we still left us all kinds of material to work with with trees mm. still standing that we can go in there next year. Let's let's see how this works. And then we can go in there next year. We can go in the year after. And we can keep fine tuning it. Yeah. You know, keep adding to it. Um, okay, they love it over here. Why do they love it here? Let's recreate this over. Yeah. You know, over here.
2: Well, another thing too, I just remembered is you guys went and planted a whole bunch of autumn olive in there too, right? Correct. In the pines. In so, the pines. And you were you were you were worried about why they haven't taken off? Why? <laughs> what's your theory on that? I
3: don't know if it's if there's so much lime there. Um, I just don't think it spreads like, you know. Uh, yeah. Is as, as well, but because uh, there was actually autumn olive already on the property and it been on there. I mean, there's some big autumn olive bushes that have been there for 12, 15 years. Right. Um, I'm not sure why they haven't spread um hmm. you know we have a uh, over where my house is at i got five uh, about 40 acres over there um and on the back side of that the brother-in-law owns the the back 40 there and he selectively took out rows of these pines um uh and did some select uh cutting on the hardwoods and the autumn olive has exploded over there really i mean it is it's you want to talk about some deer habitat um uh it is wonderful i mean these pines are so dense because of the yeah, uh, and this is the same thing. It's red pines.
2: What does he get more sunlight than you? No, really? Mm-mm. That's weird. That's odd. just it.
3: I, I'm not sure. It's two different soils for sure. We're yeah. in a muck. You, you are. Know, it's, a, a muck, it's a black yeah. muck. Um, that's sand and gravel over there. Um, so maybe that plays into it. Um, the Man, drainage. Maybe it doesn't. Like, maybe it doesn't like wet. I don't
2: know. I, you know, and now that you bring that up, and I'm not a biologist by any means, I couldn't tell you. Somebody's probably on the other listen to this that knows but like i will say at our property our family farm uh we have a lot of autumn olive and it's all sand mm-hmm. you know there's really no so way maybe
3: it needs well drainage
2: i don't know that it just two two uh two situations right there yep. that are sandy that they mm-hmm. flourish and i don't know for sure that's wild wild so you know we're gonna wrap this up here but like what uh going forward in the next other than like your food plots and what are some things habitat wise that you might be doing in that thermal cover? Do you think it's as good as it's going to get right now, or do you think you can make it better?
3: No, I think we got to stay on top of it because as these pines continue to mature, we're going to need to keep cutting mm-hmm. um, for sure. Because uh, you don't want to you don't want it to get to the point where it becomes open again. Right. Um, so I don't think it's ever a bad idea to go in there and you know knock out you know two rows, three rows here. Uh, maybe it's just in another little pocket. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just a little, um, you know, half acre circle. Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, don't even need, need to be that big. Um, so keep continuing to do that. Um, you know, that property is split in half, so we can we got a sea of grass kind of on the, the west half. Um, we've you know, we talk about planting trees in it every year, we never do it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so at some point, we're gonna,
2: yeah, no, and that's what I like about it is that every year, like. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of managers or whatever, like they want to get to a point where it like it sustains itself. It's never like that. It, you you gotta you gotta keep manipulating every for year for sure. It but it's like it's fun. It gets you it out in the woods in the winter. It is fun.
3: Um, something to do. Yeah, um, for sure. So you know, it, 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 it's not hard. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Go out there, tinker around the chainsaw for a few hours. Uh, a couple days later, go do it again.
2: Yep, I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, sweet man. Hopefully, we'll have uh, another podcast after one of you guys kill this deer. Yeah, that's right. Because mm-hmm. this deer, this this will be—he's still living. I'll, I'll be interested to see how he grows with the, yeah, with sure. the wound. You yeah. know what I mean? So
3: yeah, he might be. He who knows? He might be oblo- or you know odd shape. Throws a. I doubt it because he's so healthy. I know, but it's possible.
2: Yeah. Did he look healthy? Oh, yeah, he late season.
3: Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell if he was injured until you see the
2: really the wound down. I will say too, going kind of back to the shed hunting stuff. Uh, this is the latest I've ever seen our deer holding it. Definitely. Orders. So, so late. I mean, we're in April right now. So, um, I had bucks holding both sides, uh, in March, Mm -hmm. uh, middle of March. I had two bucks holding both sides Yep. and it's like, but I I will say our winter has been very mild, very mild. We, in January and most of February, we didn't have a winter. You know what I mean? We didn't have any snow. We didn't get snow till March. Exactly. Yeah. And then it kind of got dumped on us, but it wasn't a ton, Mm -hmm. um, so mild and um i don't know it it was wild it's it's crazy that they did hang on as long as they did do you have any other deer still holding right now do you know not
3: that i know of no i haven't had a buck on camera in a while
2: yeah i've had deer hanging out that i've been glassing the last couple days and haven't seen an antler on them so they could be does or they could be shed bucks at a distance Mm -hmm. so for sure cool zach appreciate it man thank you always a pleasure (laughs)
0: You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be
2: one of the greatest.
0: Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern
1: on Waypoint TV. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places.
0: Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.